your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, over 700 homes in Limerick could benefit from a new micro-redress scheme, the largest of its kind in the state's history. Limerick and Clare were added to the scheme yesterday, alongside Donegal and Mayo, after Cabinet signed off on the final plan for the scheme with an estimated payout of £2.7 billion. Euro, although as you just heard uh, there in one of the headlines, they're saying it could be even more than that. The enhanced scheme announced last November would mean a potential 100% grant subject to a €420,000 cap uh, per home, as well as a second cap of 145 to €161 per square foot. If you're involved in building and if you're involved maybe in housing and all of that stuff, that will mean maybe more to you than it does to most of us. A Skeeton homeowner, Anne Ryan, whose home has been destroyed by pyrite, is welcoming the move, but still has some reservations about the scheme and has been chatting to Live 95's Sarah Coleman about it. Well, I um, I would have preferred, and what we were looking for when we went to Dublin the last time was 100%. Because in, in today's economic climate, what they're offering now, by the time we access it, it's going to be over 200. The cost of, of building is just going through the roof. Do you and mean 200,000 euro? Yes. Well, no, sorry, 200 per square, foot, per square meter. I mean, all we're looking for is like for like. We're not looking for uh, a Dallas Palace with all the modern, environmentally friendly things that you can have in your house. If we get like for like, it's up to ourselves then after that what we do. Once we have the basic structure that, without anything wrong with it. I mean, that's what... what I mean, we don't know if they're, if, uh, where they will uh, suggest the remediation begins and where it stops. I mean, mostly now, um, and a lot of science out there has said that remediation for pyrite is not is not possible. It is demolishment. So you're only or kicking problems down the road by remediating uh, buildings. Most of them are pretty bad, particularly if the cracking has gone into the inside of the house. And speaking of homes that are affected, obviously yourself, your home has been impacted, as has your brother's. Since we last spoke, how are things at the house? What's the situation like at the moment? Has there been any improvement? Well, they're, they, they're much the same. You get used to looking at it every day. You don't even see it after a while unless it rains and the water comes in the window. My door is, my back door is sticking. I need to put my shoulder to it every time I go in and out. They're just growing problems as we go along with it. And how are you doing with all of this? Because I can imagine the physical, emotional, mental impact of this is just huge. I mean, your home is supposed to be your safe space, a space you can go and unwind your own time to recuperate from the day and to have this hanging over you. It must be enormously stressful. It is. It's, it's very, it's, it's, uh, what do I say, it's, it's depressing. Because, I mean, you have a house, you, you put money in it. A house doesn't stay, remain as it is the day you build it. You keep improving it, spending more money on it as the years go by. So that you more upkeep, more modern, whatever you want for a comfortable life. And you do all of that. And then you absolutely have nothing at the end of it after spending all that money, time and, and everything that goes into creating a home. And there, there's nothing there at the end. It's, it's, it's upsetting. It's frustrating. 
it's, it's depressing. You can't do anything to your house. You, I mean, you've stopped doing any improvements to it. There is no point. And do you anticipate having to leave your home at some point because of the pyrite? Well, when it comes to repairing it, yes, because I think it, it will be, it, it is for demolishment. The, the blocks are pretty bad. And that's an uh, added stress as well of worrying where is. you're going to go. It, it's a terrible stress. I mean, anyone rebuilding a house will know the stress that goes into into that. And at this stage, you have to empty your house. You have to find a place to stay. You have to put, um, find a place to put your uh, belongings. And all of the rest of it goes into, just when you think life is going to get much calmer and easier, you have all that in front of you. And the human told there, uh, well described by Anne Ryan, a Skeeton homeowner. This is uh, about mica and pyrite and Limerick is now included in the government's redress scheme. Uh, and uh, joining us on the line is Adam Higgins, who writes on politics for the Irish Sun newspaper. Adam, good morning to you. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Yeah, I think a lot of campaigners uh, kind of hoped that uh, yesterday's cabinet decision would be the light at the end of the tunnel for them. But it looks like this one's going to rumble on for a while longer. Yeah, it was interesting. Minister Patrick O'Donovan is Minister of State uh, for Local Government and uh, TD here in Limerick for Fine Gael. I remember him saying a few months ago to us on the show that this could be one of the biggest issues facing the state. And this was while the pandemic was still raging. Um, Do you think that's true? Yeah, I don't think he's far off. I mean, look, we're, we're it's kind of compounding uh, what is the biggest issue in the state. When you talk to any politician at the moment, they say the biggest thing that uh, their constituents come to them with is housing. It's always housing. And this is going to be, like, I mean, we're talking about 7,000 homes in Donegal and Mayo alone, where initially this problem was flagged. You've got another 1,300 homes there in Clare and Limerick. And from what we were told yesterday after the cabinet is that it's not going to stop there. Other counties have flagged issues around hundreds of homes there's homes in Sligo that want to be added to this so other counties will be added to this and of course that 2.7 billion uh, bill that we've heard about will inevitably rise so I mean this is about 10,000 homes in a country that is struggling to provide homes to people so not only will those people have to have their homes rebuilt and that cost covered but while those homes are being rebuilt they'll have to have somewhere to stay and if you look around the place at the moment where are they going to find those homes? Yeah, now, This seemed to catch out a lot of the national broadcast when it was announced yesterday morning. Obviously, a lot of them hadn't even heard of the word pyrite. Now, we have because we've been covering it here. So it was getting mispronounced left, right and centre. But for Limerick and Clare especially, it is more about pyrite than uh, mica, which it is in the likes of Donegal. Mm, yes. And I think when you look at the, the details that are in that bill that, uh, that O'Brien wants to bring through Cabinet next week again, it's a defective block scheme. So it's not focused solely on mica. It'll capture the two of them. Um, where it's at at the moment is it was brought before cabinet yesterday, but from what we're told is the minister has some legal issues with it that he needs to clear and iron out with the attorney general this week. And the final version of that will be brought into the doll next week because the government are determined to get this legislation through the houses before the summer recess, which is only a couple of weeks away. Now that raises a controversial point because the government have asked the, the Oireachtas Housing Committee to skip pre-legislative scrutiny. So what happens there is usually when you're bringing a bill through the minister or whomever will propose it and then a bunch of cross-party TDs on a committee will ask, um, say, campaigners, uh, they'll ask 
people who are victim to these um, mica, the mica scandal and the, and the pyrite scandal. They'll ask builders, experts, all these people in. They'll ask their opinion on the bill and they'll iron out any details. So, for example, there might be a couple of amendments that can be added. Look, you need to add this in, you need to add that in. It needs to be changed in this way. But the government doesn't want that to happen. They want to get this done quicker by skipping that process. And that's a bit controversial there because the opposition and campaigners want to see full scrutiny of this bill. They want it gone all the way through, all the boxes ticked, so that at the end of it, it's the best yeah. uh, scheme that can be there. Yeah, We're chatting to Adam Higgins, who writes on politics for the Irish Sun, and even overnight, it seems to have <coughs> ballooned to 3.65 billion euro, isn't it? The, the estimate from the 2.7 that the government were talking about yesterday. Yes, yeah, so originally this was, the last time we, we were talking about numbers, this would have been uh, before Clare and Limerick were added into the scheme. It, the government had expected it to be 2.2 billion. Then it rose to 2.7 billion yesterday at Cabinet because of the, the Clare and Limerick additions of about 1,300 homes there. But those figures are based from what we can work out on uh, last year's, say, estimates. So, for example, it doesn't include the inflation and building materials costs, which we know, and anyone who knows who's got any work done to their home over the past few months will know, has skyrocketed. So that is adding a pr to the price. And then also, as we mentioned earlier on, the likes of Sligo and any other counties that want to be added into this scheme, they have to apply and there's a process to go through. So that'll push up the bill as well. So while we're, we've seen numbers of 3.65, 3.2 billion, Really, this could go kind of as as, high, like as long as a piece of string sort of situation by the time all these houses are added onto it and, and inflation is taken into it. But the government has said they're not going to put any cap on this. They don't want to start locking people out of it. They say they understand how big of an issue this well, is. Sorry, they, they are putting a cap per homeowner, but, per not, home, but, yeah, but, not, but not on the overall total scheme. Fee. Okay. Yes, exactly. I, yeah. Well, the thing is, of course, that you know we've got so used to the mention of billions of euro mm. in expenditure during the pandemic and before that, the 64 billion that uh, we have used uh, to bail out the banks, which all of us are still paying, that I suppose to some extent, 3.65 billion, if that's where it ends up, you know, compared to the 64 billion we were prepared to give to the banks, you know, you, you could argue that... Uh, the money's better spent um, uh, on individuals. But anyway, the other point about housing is President Higgins' public mm. intervention yesterday where he said that uh, housing was our great, great failure. Are politicians furious? Are they spitting fire? Well, from the reports you see today, ministers weren't, weren't happy about it at all. So the, the way this works is that the president is supposed to be bipartisan. He's not supposed to make political statements such as that. But I think you'll see he, he says in that speech, if you listen to the whole thing, that he has been speaking more frankly lately because of the, the state of the housing crisis, which he says is no longer a crisis and is now a disaster, which you can read as very critical of the government. He also mentions that we need to be providing people with homes as opposed to um, playing up to the speculative market, of, of uh, international speculative market, clearly having a go at the government's housing policy that invites, you know, big investment firms in to build homes here instead of us putting down the money and building ourselves. Now, the minister would argue that this is the last budget has been the, the biggest uh, social housing budget in, in the history of the state and that we're going to build more homes this year than we have in other years. But I think minister, or the President uh, Higgins' comments will really cut through to the government because yeah. a lot of people out there will agree with him. And the other point is that um, governments probably have learned historically 
that tangling with presidents publicly is not a good idea, particularly one as popular as President Michael D. So they might talk out of the corner of their mouths to the likes of you off the record and we'll see some of those quotes coming through to the front of the Irish Sun and other newspapers. But there's absolutely no way they're going to take President Michael D. Higgins on publicly on this one. They'd be mad to. They would indeed, you're right. And even uh, earlier on this week, um, the President made some comments about uh, an incident in Africa that were criticised by some religious leaders in Africa. And Atanashta was asked for his opinion on this and whether the, the President had outstepped his bounds. And of course, he did not want to take debate yesterday at the press conference and said that the government will in no way, you know, vet what the, the President has to say. And I think you're right that, that it would be crazy for the government to try and uh, tangle with um, the President, especially a President as popular as Mr Higgins. Yeah. And also, um, on an issue that it really the state is failing, I mean, the president really is correct there in what's happening here. You look around the place with the housing crisis, it's, it's, you might say it improved slightly, but really we're still over 10,000 people homeless, which is the same number we were before the pandemic when this government came in. Well, well indeed, I mean, you look at the, the Limerick situation, for example, it's just so difficult to get accommodation, whether that's housing, um, you know, in terms of mortgages and, and wanting to buy a house or trade up or trade down, but it also so obviously rental and, you know, students will tell that story to us as well on Limerick Today on a regular basis. All right, very interesting, all of this. And as you say, housing, a really hot topic alongside the cost of living generally and fuel as the summer rumbles on and into the autumn and the upcoming budget, of course. Well, thank you very much, as always, uh, for chatting to us. Um, Adam Higgins, Rights on Politics for the Irish Sun. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.